I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Okay, here we go. Here's the rest of the episode with Take That. What decade or what time in your careers was the funnest for you? Howard, what was your funnest time? Is it now? Was it in the... I think I think it's just, I mean, you know, we got back together in 2005 to make a documentary. And from that moment on, when we realized, you know, that we were writing the music together, a couple of us had, me and Gary had kids at that point, you know, 2006, mm. um... I just feel like the old the old world is more relaxed around our little circle. Um, I just felt it's this is going to be fun. We all got an understanding of each other, and we're growing with each other, and we our understanding of each other is getting better and better and better. Whereas the nineties was just so super speedy, we didn't really have chance to think and was our, it so fast our talk even you know it really was just crazy. Yeah, the one of the worst things about the the 90s which i feel we righted very early and i hope this doesn't sound bad but it shouldn't if you read into it what i'm about to say but we had a lot of people telling us what to do in the 90s and so i guess a lot of that comes from we didn't know what we were doing but i think we did know what we were doing Mm. and when we came back in 2006 one of the very first things we did is we sat around in a group and we became a band, I think, for the first time. And it was from that that I went, no, no, we're doing it like this. And no, no, we're doing it like this because that's how we want to do it. And it's not about being in, well, I guess it is about being in control, but it's about also doing it on your terms mm. at that point. Because the, the the funny thing is with music, and I think a lot of young artists go through this, is that you know where you need to be. You, you, it's you. You do know. Don't let other people tell you you should be better, you should be this, you should be that. You know. You, you, especially if you're a musician, you're an artist. To get you to the, the point where you're even in a label or whatever, it means you're good. Mm. And you know where you're going. Trust it. Really trust it. There's so many things out there that makes us doubt where we're going and what we should be doing. But you know. You really do know. And we knew at that point. It was just having the, the confidence to go, right, we're good. And we did. And we went forward. And it was a, it was a big moment for us, that. it's That's really good. Someone told me once that you should... Um, you should never follow logic, right? Which is where, so someone tells you this is how you should do it, you should never follow it. So if you're driving a car, following logic is a good thing because you, you're driving safely. But if you're in music or setting up a business, don't follow logic because you get back in the same place as everybody else. Yeah. So everyone's just saying you should do it this way because that's how everyone else has done it. That's but it. actually it's the worst piece of advice sometimes. Yeah, agreed, yeah. But it requires strength. It really does, yeah. and belief. Yeah. And, and, which is easy as a band because you're a group you can all take the loss on if it doesn't work. Um, so easier as a band, and, more and braver. And being older as well. It's yeah. something you learn, I guess, through, through time. time. And well, the first we... few times you come across it, it's mm. kind of scary. And you, you, call, you kind of back off thinking, oh, maybe I'm not right. But 
you probably are. So what was the first what was the first hit then when you did it completely by yourselves? And you were like, no, this is this is us. This isn't anyone else jumping in, telling us something different. This is we're, we're almost proud. Mm-hmm. This is ours. Which mm-hmm. one was that? Well, I, I think that, that we did a tour when we first came back, and I think we were kind of still finding our feet. But when we started to make Beautiful World album, um, we had a very supportive a- we had a very supportive record label actually at that point, and and I remember the guy who was in ch- in charge of the music basically saying, "Just go off, go and have fun." I was like, "Good God, if that was the nineties, go off and have fun." They'd have been telling you every engineer, musician did it. He was just like, "Go and make the best record you've ever made." I was thinking, "Wow, this is on us. We've got to go and do this," and it was very liberating that. Also doubtful as well, thinking, oh, the record company did don't actually give a shit. <laughs> yeah, they saw we had it in us, and we did. We found it. And that was um, Patience, wasn't it? It was Patience, patience yeah. Oh, my and God, I, and just I... that tune is <laughs> yeah. massive. The producer we had at that time must have, I would have liked to have seen his point of view, because we all sort of go in there as we do and go, oh, what about this idea? But he, he was very... Um, gracious in in listening to everybody because Mm. he actually had to he was bringing sort of four people in and actually going oh hang on this is let's listen to this let's listen to this and i think that he had a he played an important role in helping us to complete that record and make it sound sort of find the sound and and help us to develop songs like shine and patience and oh my god just to be able to grow these these ideas into, you know... But you see, that was... They're bangers as well. They're real. So if I could go back to what we were talking about earlier, that was a completely different album experience to the one Howard was talking. You see, Mm. see, every time you come to an album, it's not just about writing your best songs. I think it's about making it feel like it's your first album you've ever made. It's about changing how we do it. Because if you if you just go back to that same room and play that same chord that you did the last time, you, you're going to now repeat what you did last time. And it's mm-hmm. about making it feel fresh and brand new and making everyone a little uneasy as well that gets the best musically out of, of, of a band. I, I love the fact you, know, you, you said, I didn't even think this, that performing and singing and writing or whatever it is like a muscle. And if you're not constantly doing it, you actually slightly lose it. It's like a fitness thing, mm-hmm. which I'd right. never even realised. Writing is definitely like a muscle. If you don't do it for five years, you come back to it. You've got to, you've got to train up again. Um, you need to keep writing, I think. It's very healthy. So when was the funnest time for you then? Was it, is it now? Was it when you guys came back? <laughs> it changes, um, you know, all the time. I think as as... When I think about the band and like a fun time, I remember even before we sort of had a hit, you know, the, those times oh of where we were sort of just trying to find our way. And that was a what was nice about that time is it was us five in a van driving up and down the country trying to play gigs. And, and I remember that time very fondly, you know, because it was very... Um, sort of homely where somebody picked somebody up from the house, like we'll pick you up at eight o'clock and then they'd, they'd drive around in the morning and they'd pick you up and then they'd drop you off at two in the morning the next night. So there's a real sort of, um, I don't, 
comradeship. What was the word? Camaraderie. Like there was yeah, something was that was really yeah. kind of cozy about that time. We were, it wasn't. We were earning money, or you know, but it was. It was. How funny is that? that you just when it's like. See, I hated that time. Said, <laughs> okay. He liked it. I hated that time. Well, Why did you hate it? Well, I. Let me, you finish. Sorry. I, I think I. I think what I liked about it is that it was very sort of bubbling. We're getting, you know, on the back seat, Rob, all of us there, we were eating service stations and it was just, it was, there was a warmth to it and and it was like, oh, this is exciting. This is great. That, you know, this is. And you had everything to achieve. I know. I was 17, 18 years old. Like, it was like, wow, I don't know what I'm doing, but this is good fun, you know. Take, I'm talking about us five. Outside of that, we had, Obviously, the pressures of trying to break through. We had a manager who was yeah. trying to make us popular, and and there was a sense that it might not happen. But there was this one time where I think it brought us close. I think that's where connect, we made connections as a mm. band. The first sort of the 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 roots connections. I think for us as a band in that van when we were that age at seventeen years old. For me. Why didn't you like it? There's a time in my life where I had doubt of what was going to happen. Yeah. Because we didn't know we were going to be big or we didn't know whether we'd be successful. I'd left a job as a vehicle painter. So when you leave something like that and your mum's very disappointed in you because she knows she's not going to get the £20 a week uh, keep. You felt a a pressure. And you don't know where it's going and you go from one place to another place, dropping that person off, dropping that person off. And it was like... What the hell are we doing here? I, I mean, the only bonus at the end of the day was whoever dropped the last person off, they could keep the van for the next day. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, I remember Howard was a, a bit, you know, a few years older than me, and sometimes I'd see him in uh, Ashton, which is the town near where it was on a Sunday night, and he was like, he was like cool in town. Was cool like, in town. He was like, he's like, Howard's in there. So he was, he was, it was like for me, it was like having an older brother. Yeah, you were which I've out never had. So I was hanging out with my like older brother or my older brothers. So it's like all of a sudden I was like part of this crew. When you when you write a a huge hit, you know, like all the ones you, when you when you first get the melody or you write some lyrics or or whatever it is, do you have a feeling when you get together and you start? going like there is something here do you know straight away or is it kind of it builds slowly i think you know um i remember a time a very nice couple of weeks in the 90s actually where where (laughs) we we'd had these new producers brought on board and everyone was pushing me as a songwriter to write this sort of new jack swing thing and i had sure ready to go but um, we had a producer that we'd been chasing around after called chris porter um, and he'd done George Michael and a lot of big 80s songs. And he actually came to my house. And while he was there, I wrote Back for Good while he was there. And we got we flew a guitarist in from France and we made this song and I couldn't wait to play it, everybody. And I knew it was something different. Um, however, the label were like, you've got to follow this new Jack Swing thing. And I was getting my own songs on the side here. But I remember playing Back for Good the first time and I think everyone just looked at one another and it just felt this like This is not going to be a hit, Gus, yeah. no <laughs> way. But bring it back to that because that's, that's iconic. Honestly, it's like, so that, that moment, so when you, 
How do you play? Do you play it? Do we help you that? What, what is that? <laughs> oh, it's that way. Yeah. No, what is that? What, yeah, what, what is that? What oh, they, sh- they, should, yeah. they should look at the design of that. That's odd, that. Have you never seen that before? I think I, had, I remember wrestling with one of these in a hotel room once and I couldn't do it. You threw it out of the window. Yeah, threw it out the window. Um, but back at that, so when you, back for good, when you're, I just want to be in that moment. So when you you bring the guys in it, and do you, do you, do you play it first? How how does it? Well, we 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 started recording it. So I had all the guitars, and it had its real personality by then. But it was just on a tape to start with. It was just like um, I think they actually used my drums from the demo. Yeah. Um, but it was like in at that point. I was writing like batches of five songs. So it was like in a batch with, um, so there was Shaw, nobody else was in there, Back for Good. Um, may, maybe even Never Forget was in there as well. It oh, was, my. It was funny. God. It was a funny time. That's huge. Because Never Forget is, I think, one of the, I would say one of the greatest songs of all time. Mm. I, it's, it's, it has to it, be, right? Oh, it's, it was epic. I remember... Do people go wild? It still, sorry, is, like, it still is epic. With the, the, is it Jim Steinman? Jim Steinman. He's dead uh, now. Sadly. He passed away a few mm. years ago, but he used to do a lot of the uh, Meatloaf songs, mm. like the big, like Battle of Hell, big yeah. songs. Mm. And he took that song, the, the original version of it, off the Nobody Else's album. And I, did I hear that there was 120 tracks or something? Well, when I first did that, it was just a simple piano thing. It really wasn't much to it at all. It was very laid back, sort of mid-tempo. Mm-hmm. And then when we sent it to him, he actually wrote me a letter, which I wish I'd have kept. Um, but it was basically a three-page letter saying, I'm going to stay true to the demo. He couldn't have stayed more untrue to the demo. <laughs> It was a hundred and twenty track school choirs, brass bands. He put everything on there. When we got it back, I mean, there was no mix two, three, or four, was it? It was just like that's it. That's what we're going to release. It was just amazing. Because the beginning of it is is different, right? It's where, you know, yeah, yeah, You like that? You like close. You could be in the choir. But that that's like different to that. Must be pretty unique to sort of that kind of genre of music at the time or, or, or no? Well, it it was, you know what, we, we honestly. Were, probably a long way from. I was, was going to say, we, we it's very easy to rewrite history, right? Mm. But we never really fitted in the charts. I don't think we ever really fitted in the charts. Um, in what way? Well, in the way that the, at the time we were signed to a label, the, the general music that was in the charts was like dance music with people you, you couldn't even recognise. Mm. So when we first got signed, we were signed on the fact that this is a band with personalities and faces and that we weren't signed for the music. Mm. So they signed us with the hope that we could... You know, it was signing bands. It was just like no one was doing it. It was such a a, 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 a thing nobody wanted. So, so all those because he was selling on like sex appeal and and just like tracked like it's, you weren't you were selling on just like a well it was a pop band so it looked fun yeah it was for yeah, teenage yeah, yeah. girls that that that's the original idea with a label was like right we could we could get them on the TV shows because TV was very big Saturday morning TV we can get them on all these things 
But we couldn't quite get yeah. the music to fit. Our music wasn't playlisted. We literally made an audience, gathered an audience who who took us into each album. That's what it was. We until sort of I'm trying to think, until sort of Prey, which is our second album, we really weren't getting a lot of airplay. Even with Prey, it was never like an A-list record. It's very easy to rewrite all these songs and say they were massive at the time. They were massive because our audience was big. That's crazy. It, it never felt quite like, until Back For Good, I think Back For Good was the really the first time where radio played us big time, like A-list everywhere. I think it took that long. And and back and never forget came off the back of Back for Good, so that was a so big. Then it was so, bang. And I think that that from that point on, but but those early songs were never like ingrained into the charts, into music. It was our audience that was doing that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. that's frustrating right at the beginning because you're just like hang on a second we're just creating these absolute amazing songs but people aren't are they not hearing what we're hearing and they're not getting what we're getting i think we for us i mean it might be different for for gaz but we were we were from from my point of view we were just learning and we didn't really know sort of i, I didn't sit there going oh radio aren't playing our record because i didn't really know I didn't know that side of things. I'm sure people at the label might have been having those conversations. How do we break them through into this different world? Mm. But I think as is right with the back for good is it just felt, and I think also that we were probably getting a bit older now. And so we were starting to grow into the band. So the we were starting to become, take that in many ways. We were starting to grow, sort of started to feel a bit more like... Uh, authentic that mm. we we were starting to understand where we were um but i think it was it, i mean it was we were learning all the time but there was no there was no guide but there was no thing that like said this is the way you've got to do it this is what we should be doing we were sort of but we, we had good people around us you know like uh, people at a and i who were taking us to the right producers the right dance mixers we were playing the right so they we were the, the decisions those people were making were the correct decisions, I would say. They were finding us the right people to work with, and maybe that was Nigel as well. So some of those, but I wasn't part of that conversation. I, mm. I wasn't sat there going, oh, we need to find a producer who does this. I, I, I was just like, you know, what's my diary look like on Monday? <laughs> yeah. Ten o'clock, you know, rehearsal. Yeah. yeah, There wasn't another band doing There's no one to follow. I think what the... the, the I think what the bands had following us, Backstreet ends it. They had our blueprint to sort of follow, really. But in those yeah. 94, 95, 
there was no there was one. Nothing. There was no one else doing what we were doing. So it was it was a really interesting time. But when you guys look into your audience now, because we were talking about the study, we were talking about sort of Harry Styles audience, and we we're discussing like th- there is just a certain type of Harry Styles audience. With you guys, your audience and fan base it skews huge ages. Like it does now. It yeah. it, it does now. Yeah. Because that that's crazy, right? Because normally you capture an audience, you keep the fan base, and that's what it is. But you guys are from much older to also much younger. I th- yeah, I think um, probably again our audience were kind of when we first started was sort of the ages that we were. So we sort of grew up, and when we came back ten years making the music that we wanted to make that felt real to us, then it was relatable for our audience members. I think they appreciated that we were doing that. So I think we managed to do that. And then their families have expanded as ours have. You know, now we're f- we have, if there's five of us, I think between us we've got 20 kids, you know, like between the, the band that, I don't know, I'll just make that number up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 200 kids. Probably not yeah. far, but, you know, we've got, so, and we've got, you know, partners and we've got, That's amazing. so, and I guess that the people who started with us, they've had it, gone through a similar journey where they've expanded or some of them maybe have, you know. So they're, they're and and it's nice. There's a, there's a real, we've always tried to put on, a, a, whether it's our shows or our music, I don't, I think we've always tried to develop and grow. And it's, it takes us back to where we started is we always try to sort of the, if, if it was a seed, we're still trying to grow that seed. Yeah. We still water it. We still you know, prune it now and again. We try and make it grow. And I guess that's sort of what we've tried to do with that. Not tried to do, but what our audience has done with us as we've been trying to do it with ourselves. Yeah. If you can get in, it's good water. You like it? Yeah. If you can get in. Get in there. Um, Guys, listen, I've I've been told that our time is up. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. I, hey, I'm listen. Just getting I, on to the good bit. I know, right? <laughs> um, the album is out on the 24th of November. Yeah. Um, this Life, it's... Phenomenal. It's going to be great. Um, that's the crowd going wild. Um, uh, you're on tour as well. That's so exciting. Next year. With next year. Yeah. It's, it's selling out pretty quick, I hear. We're doing all right. It's doing, doing okay. Right. It's doing okay. Couldn't I just say, I know you're doing your big send-off here now, but it's really exciting to meet you and congrats on all your wondrous oh, work. Oh, that's so kind. And uh, thank thank you for uh, for knowing so much about the band. Oh Appreciate my God. it. Honestly, you guys are great. You know, before we, I want to just ask a couple of things before we go. Firstly, Gary, you won't remember this, but <laughs> can't believe I'm going to tell you. Oh, we're, not another not toilet not wing, is it? Please. It's close to twice, even more is intimate. Is <laughs> we, we met, <laughs> why would you remember it? <laughs> We met once oh, in no. a sauna. Oh, no. <laughs> God, he, Gary, me, Gary me some people Why in some do I weird place. all these places. Gary, <laughs> I walked in and I sat next to you and we sort of both sat there for about, I think you were, it was middle of the day, in this thing, place in South Kensington. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And you, you sat there and you very, and I sat there and we were both like, you probably just wanted your alone time. And I was like, I didn't really know if I sat above you or below you. So I just sat next to you. <laughs> And after about I 30 seconds, yeah, it's so great. Great place. After 30 seconds, he went, oh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> we're back away. We're back I, I wasn't that was pleasant there. Yeah, you were yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, before we go, guys, um, I want to ask one question before we go. Um, if you had one collaboration, you could collaborate with anyone dead or alive, and with you guys, it would be as a band, who would it be? We'll go around the table. 
I'll go for Owen out. I'm going to say Prince. Great Mega. Mark, Huge. We met him a few times, didn't we? Mark had the best encounter with Prince. Go on, you've got to do your Prince story. Yeah, do your, Under on. the stage at the MTV the Awards. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe I remember it better than you. Is this security guards? Yeah. Go on, tell us. Oh, no, no. no, oh, no, 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 no I don't want to say that one. Oh. Well, I don't want to share that. Because oh, it's me asking great. for a photograph. <laughs> We didn't have a camera with us. You just shook his hand. Oh, that oh, right. Yeah. We didn't have cameras back then. So you just shook his hand. You did. I am the person who, like, will find out where, like, Madonna's dressing room. Where's Madonna's dressing room? I am still that person. I get very excited when when we're in the, in the, especially certain musicians like Prince and, and, and Madonna and, you know, have you been to see her latest? I haven't, no, but yeah. We're going to try and go in December, aren't we? Um, But, uh, I mean, yeah, we, these artists that you grew up with and you, you get I love to be, that. You're still the fan. It's the best way to be. I'm the biggest fan of music. And and so that's that that's really nice. So you tracked down Prince. Tracked down Prince. Under, under the stage. Under the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And the security guard grabbed you. Two big ones. Yeah, two big security guards <laughs> came in and, uh, and uh, yes. Threw it. I, but he was very nice. He was very You shook his hand, though. I remember you I, shook, I shook his hand. But we've had more encounters since then. Did you more about, grab it and then you were dra- <laughs> dragged yeah. away? After they dragged him off, it was... Uh, yeah. I touched his no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Uh, who, so who would your collaboration be? Uh, so we've got Prince. Um, oh, it's a good, good, it is a good question. You go first, guys, because I can see you've been oh, thinking about it. Oh, I, I haven't really. I, 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 oh, mean, I, yeah. I think Prince for all of us would have been I'm going to guess, guys. I'm going to say Hans Zimmer. Oh, I like Hans Zimmer. That's huge. I do like Hans Zimmer. Gigi Bastille just did that. Um, they just did a thing with Hans Zimmer. Did oh, they? is that what it was? Yeah. I saw that on Strictly last night. I, I, I didn't see it. I didn't like, realise it was him. It's Hans Zimmer, yeah. Is it really? It, what a, and I was like, that's really kind of a cool... Yeah, very cool. Um, no, I wasn't going to say Hans Zimmer. Who are you going to say? Come on. Let me just think it. So, so it can be dead as well. It can be anyone you want. I mean, I don't... I would say Elvis, but I think Mark would probably say Elvis. No, yeah, well, really I mean, good one. Oh my I'm goodness. trying to think of what because be. he was like the. I mean, I know Frank Sinatra was, but but like on a on a hysteria level, he was like the first idol, right? The first sort of pop idol. Mm. Elvis was, mm. um, and I loved the movie. I loved oh the movie. God, it was so good, so good. Um, oh, do you know who we go for? Come on. I, I, well, I love Doris Day. Okay. Yeah, she would. She because we're not. I don't. I'm trying to think it would be good for the band, and then I love it that you're still. That's a slightly. I'm gonna. Can I come back? I to thought you this on question it? was gonna be quicker, but yeah. no. I was thinking of a solo artist when I thought yeah. of yeah. Prince, just me and him on stage. <laughs> can, I, can I say though, we were we were sitting um, with my family saying if we could, you know you have it. We were saying this earlier with a dinner party, right? If you could have a dinner party and who you would invite. Yes. Um, take that would be. One of the guests, you guys, because you guys come as a band, so it'd be you guys. At, oh, at nice! Wow. Oh, wow! Nice. Oh, I'll leave when you with that. When is it? Let's go now. <laughs> We're very available, guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. It. Have a best day. Bless you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Are we not going to get some of your? Yeah, we got them up here. Got the sweets okay. up here. Okay. Thanks, Great. guys. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it 
it'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.